Hey, this is Eric from Catching Light. Hey, this is Hemp. Hey, this is Glenn. Hi, I'm Steve-O. Hey, this is Drew Hines with Hindsight Imagery. This is Matt Callahan and Digimatty Photographic Services. Hey, this is Jason, and welcome to Tales from the Pit. Hi and welcome to Tales from the Pit, your behind-the-lens access for concerts and photography. Today we have two very special guests that we're excited to have, both Sanjay and John from the Shinedown Camp. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time. Can you tell us about yourself and how you got started in this business? Well, I'm John. Um, I went to military college in Northfield, Vermont, did four years, Naval ROTC. And then in 2008, I went into the Secret Service until 2014. And in 2014, I jumped over with my partner now, and we would uh, start Silver Spear Security. And I've been security director for bands such as Nickelback and uh, Shinedown currently, and uh, everything in between. I'm Sanjay. Uh, years ago, I started off, I never was into photography. I started off playing in bands, local bands in Arizona, for years and years since high school. And it just kind of steamrolled into touring playing shows and then I picked up a camera, started to shoot some of the bands we were on tour with. Uh, they started to like the photos and they're like, hey, you got you got something here. I was like, cool. So kept touring, kept playing and started to shoot more and then kind of just flipped into the media side of things and dove really deep into it. And I, I fell in love with it. It's something that I just, I love doing. It's fun. That is, so, so do you, do you have, are you still active in the band stuff? Not really. Like I've talked with uh, quite a few people just to like write things here and there, play guitar on some things and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll play at home in my own little studio and keep writing. But it's mostly, is your, it's is mostly your stuff photos. published anywhere? Uh, a couple things are on iTunes from old, old local bands. I don't even know if I want to give that out. <laughs> but I got the, I got the, I, I'll send you the info. You can mute him. <laughs> But then oh, uh, cool. I did fill in for a band called The Family Ruin, and they were on uh, KBB Records with Ben Bruce from Asking Alexandria. And, uh, yeah, I played with them for a little bit, and that's how I actually – we toured with uh, Doyle from The Misfits. So on that tour, I was playing and shooting, and Doyle started to post up some of the photos I did, and it just started to really – I mean, I was already doing it, but it, it started to steamroll from there fast. That's awesome. I mean, you have a very, you and I have a very similar background uh, uh, coming from the music and because you already have the music experience and just kind of taking that creativity to the photography, it's kind of cool to have that access and you kind of know what to look for when shooting for bands and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. It's like, that's something that someone told me once that it just kind of stuck. It's like you, the way me personally, when I shoot a photo, I know just from being on the other side of things too and getting photos and you have to know the cues for when things hit, when people jump, when no one wants a photo from down here looking like it's, it's all about certain angles. And it's like a lot of people they'll shoot from any angle 
and it's like you you have to understand what some of these bands and what some of these artists want before they put them out everyone wants to look great no one wants to look perfect no one wants that side cheek half closed eye the double chin or whatever (laughs) so it's like definitely from being in the music world first then into the media it's kind of given me not i wouldn't say an edge but it just i'm i'm knowledgeable i'm i know especially with video when things should cut it should stay with the tempo it should stay with the look and that's kind of what someone told me that I do that gave me my own style and love. Yeah, yeah. I think we had mentioned that in a past um, episode that you know know your bands before you start to shoot them. Know where they're going to be. Exactly. The lighting, et cetera, et cetera. Do your homework, exactly. basically. All that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Even with lighting, like now I have this unbelievable opportunity to tour with the amazing guys in Shinedown. It's like our whole camp, like Carter, our lighting guy. When we're at pre-production, I'll sit with him and we'll kind of talk too. And there's been nights where Carter will come back when I'm with John, because John and I typically share a room and I'm editing. And he'll come back and be like, hey, how was the lights tonight? Is there anything you would change? Should it be a little brighter at this point just for my purpose of media? Because he knows this stuff's going to go out to show the tour. So it's kind of nice being able to work with such a great team like that, where it's like we're all kind of working together all the way down to lighting. Are you involved with like pre, pre-production stuff for tours and stuff like that? No, uh, I'll go in and my main involvement with this camp is all of the digital media as in creating it. I don't do any of the posting. We have uh, Morgan who's awesome with that and she takes care of all of the digital side with posting. But as far as creating the media, any of the photos, any of the videos from any tour coming out, that's what I take care of. So with pre-production, I'll get in there and kind of start taking stuff and seeing where we're at and uh, kind of teasing the show out, kind of getting people ready to fill the seats. Nice. So how long have you both been with Shinedown? Man, I started in 20... Jeez, it's, this whole year seems so weird because everything's happening. <laughs> um, I- Man, I would say late twenty. I'd say March twenty eighteen. I I came into the camp. The first show was uh, Deadwood, uh, Dakota, uh, two nights in a casino. It was just pure bedlam. And I was like, I've known the guys for a little bit. I've actually taken Zach doing a White House tour, but I was still in Secret Service, and so everything kind of lined up. Um, and that's kind of when I jumped over. So I've been with them ever since. Nice. And you, August, August tenth. Only it was 2018. Nice. It hasn't been crazy long. That was my first show. I actually was with Asking Alexandria at that time. And uh, we met out in Europe. And actually, a few years before that, I met all these guys in trying down here in Arizona for a show. <laughs> yeah, you were there too. Yeah. And then before that, there was a previous show. It was the Big Red Night of the Dead with Five Finger. And that's when I first really got to oh, talk nice. to these guys and stuff and fast forward to 2018 i was with asking and i get a call that they had somebody and he quit or uh, i don't know the whole story there but basically they needed somebody and zach texted me and go out like four days later that's uh, awesome them, that was on the godsmack run the first bit of it and yeah, and you guys played our venue that you—that was probably one of your earlier 
shows, right? Yes. At our venue? Yep. yep. We shows. And then after that, I kind of, I was, I would say what, how long was that, John? Probably three weeks before we left. Yep. And ended up getting an offer that I couldn't refuse. And I, I just I fell in love with those guys, man. I fell in love with the whole camp and it had nothing to do with asking. And I still talk with them. I love those guys to death. They're some of my closest friends, but it was just, uh, it was the right spot for me to be at that time. So I kind of jumped ship and went over to Shinedown and I've been with them since. But I mean, I'll still do little things for asking. I mean, we toured together with them so much in the past two years. It was so much fun kind of all being together. And it's like, I'd still go out and take some shots of them and send them over and they'd be like, oh, cool. And they, I mean, they had their own guy out, but it was still fun to be with like the band I was with before and then shine down too. Like it was a lot of fun. Nice. So John, when you're, you, you had mentioned some other acts such as Nickelback and stuff like that. Do you, are you physically on the road with those guys as well? Or yeah, are you just I, sort of managing depending on with dates and stuff line up, obviously a tour, you kind of know six, eight months out, sometimes even a year out. And so for me, it was just, there was a six month downturn where like, well, Shine Down was about to go out. I had just run security for the Rock Legends cruise out of Florida. I think it was, uh, I was doing security for Sammy Hagar. So we got off the boat. I get a message from Zach. And I'm kind of like talking with him. I'm like, yeah, I'll put my name in a hat. And a couple months later, um, the tour kicks off. And that's kind of how I just kind of transitioned over there. Is, is there a lot of overlapping between those bands? Because literally all three of those bands you just mentioned were like within a month apart from yeah, so playing I, our I, venue. I, I'm the COO for my company. And so I answered to my CEO, Chris, and, but we have a full team. I mean, we, there's usually three or four bands out at once, events, estates, cruises. So there's always stuff kind of going on. So I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to pick and choose what I can do for work in the sense and working with Shinedowns is great. That's, yeah, I, you know, I'm a huge, huge Shine Down fan. So, so I, you know, I, as I told the rest of the guys, I was really excited to have you guys on. For number one, I'm a huge, huge Shine Down fan. I'm a musician as well, and I, I'm a singer as well. And I actually sing some of the shine. Uh, we do some shine, some Shine Down songs. But secondly, I'm a huge Sanjay fan as well. So, your your you know style is really influenced me and. In my style as well too. I mean, there's really only two photographers that I really, 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 really like. You being one of them, and Ross Helfen being the other one. I mean, I mean, and he's you know he's classic. You know yeah. everything. He's the he's the full history of rock and roll right there. So yep. now, I'm sure you're going to take that to the next level for the future. But um, I mean, oh, you guys man, are both. So. That'd be awesome. When it comes to rock and roll photography, you guys, I, I, you know, steal the show. So. A lot of stuff we hear about photography is it's not only about still photography anymore. It's actually stills and video. And you had mentioned you're doing video stuff as well. Has that always been the case for you from the beginning? No. Um, I was trying. We spoke about this earlier. We, the amount of shows that I, uh, I've shot just to get that photo pass, man, just to get that chance to shoot a band get some content, put it out there, push it out and go, hey, I'm looking to tour, I'm looking to find a band to work with, this is what I can do. And from being in the music industry before that, there was a lot of people that I kind of just acquired as a group of friends. And one of them is a promoter here in town. And I remember I was trying to keep pushing like, yo, you know, any band, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. And finally, he wrote me back and he goes, 
you need to do video. If you don't do video, you're never going to do it. And I remember reading this text to Reese, my fiance, and she just looked at me and she goes, I'm not going to see you for a month. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> I literally dove so deep in the video the next day and taught myself everything I've ever needed to know, which I still learning every day there are so many people out there that are so far advanced that i'm still learning because you'll never learn everything but it's like that was the turning point for me where someone someone looked at me and said you're not going to do this. you're never going to do this unless you learn video because photos are old old news yes photos are great but everyone wants video because the attention span is this and it's like if you can't capture somebody's attention with a photo, it's got to be video. And that's what it was like. That was the biggest turning point for me, man. I, I taught myself everything starting that day and after doing this lot, 50, 100, 200 videos, all for free. It's just like just to get that practice, 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 and then start to turn out some cool stuff and learn some things. And it's like that's when, again, things start to really steamroll because it, it was the video. Is it Premiere Pro that you're uh, editing on? Yeah, I'll edit between Premiere and Adobe After Effects. Okay. And After Effects is, that, that can be a scary place, man. That was super intimidating <laughs> until totally. someone sat me down and they're like, you know Photoshop? And I said, yeah. They go, After Effects is Photoshop for video. It's layered the same way. And I was just like, oh. When I walk into I, my office sometimes during the day, we were set up. <laughs> I'll walk. He has this huge road case with monitors, six different keyboards, like all this crap. And you walk, the first time I saw the first time I look at it, I'm like, <laughs> I was like I walked into Tron. It's crazy the amount of technology involved with cameras. I mean, you have everything plugged in from chargers. You got 30 different lenses. It's, it's it kind of shows me like it. I was kind of I'm always just like, oh, it's just a camera. Point shoot. Like I don't. Yeah, I know what a tw throwaway camera is or one-hour developer. Like, but when you actually see someone who's really good at their craft, like you just you realize the amount of talent it needs to be a photographer, especially this day and age. Yeah, it's just totally. it's kind of cool. Totally. You see it all the time, man. You've seen me. You see me work, erase everything, work again, erase, and it's like I'll I'll know John. Well, he'll go. I mean, he doesn't go to catering. He never eats. But he'll no. leave the room and like an hour later come back and I'm still, he's like, Jesus Christ, you're still working on that same thing. And it's like, it's got to be perfect. Like it's got to look good. Once you put, once you, once you find your style, it's like you have to put that out there because that's how people know it's you. That's how your, your little signatures and little marks that you do. It's like, that's super important. And John's seen it like how crazy it can be just for something so simple. Have you posted th things online so that our guests can check in on that stuff and check out what you do? Absolutely. Uh, most of the stuff I post, I have a couple websites, but that's just mostly for, for press or if anybody needs something. I mostly post everything on my Instagram, which is my first and last name, Sanjay Parikh Photo. And that has everything from my personal life to my touring life to, to John. Right, cool. We'll check it out. Yeah, he does. Uh, Sanjay does this. He, well, we both love Christmas, but when Sanjay when it comes like December, the pictures Sanjay gets these Christmas trees in his house. Like, I just, I just love how he captures that stuff. 
it's cool. You have that look where it's like I, I you could put me in a row of a thousand photographers with their best picture. I could I could always pick yours out of that. But I think that's a cool thing to have. Thanks, man. It's not the best, but like I could tell it's yours. <laughs> it's not. He likes yours. <laughs> it's all that, that's all that matters is it's your style. Exactly. <laughs> so let me well, ask how picky, you. How picky are you guys as a house photographers for a venue when it comes to your work? Yeah, you guys really kind of like get the shots out there, or do you have you you have your? I mean, you also have your own personal touch you want to do. So, is there any? There's some days where you're like, man, this is tough to get that shot. It, yeah, I would say that. There's it depends on who's who's on stage, who's playing, what kind of lighting you have, how much they're moving, how much they're not moving. Uh, Steve, much, you've seen him. I'm sorry, go ahead, Steve. You're muted. Uh, uh, how much access we have? You know, well, we're yeah. stuck a house you know we're not going to get a whole lot of creativity as we are if we're, if we're down right yeah and our challenge uh i think for for being a house photographer the challenge for us is we have very limited time to get our stuff out so we have to shoot for whatever the duration is if it's the first three songs or whatever and then we have to immediately go edit and get those out as fast as possible also oh, so you guys have a timeline on the show day pretty much generally yeah. oh yeah oh, they, for the they want our con yeah they want our full content before we leave at the end of the day oh, and wow. uh which is usually around 11 o'clock at night or yeah so. yeah as soon as the show gets out is pretty much when we yeah. leave uh, the, general generally what i'll do is i'll edit a batch of I'll just quickly tag a batch that I like edit quickly out uh, output them and then later on maybe a week later I'll actually go back through my archives and say oh right. here's all the cool stuff I really wanted to play around with yeah you've done like some that. amazing stuff Jason what's up oh thank you yeah oh yeah do you guys um, like haze or sorry go ahead you got do you guys do you guys like lots of haze or do you prefer like red lights or Red purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely red light. <laughs> How upset do you guys get when it's only been two songs and they're pushing you out? Has that ever happened to you guys there? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we did. A, we actually did a show last year. Um, unfortunately, due to weather, the show got shut down after one song, so we only got one song <laughs> to shoot. Uh, so you know, you have three minutes to basically get as many shots as you can. And they're all like the exact same pretty yep. much. Cause the artist doesn't move that much for that particular show or whatever. But yeah, we've even had some tours that say, all right, you can shoot song one, three and four or something like that. And it's like, okay, so crazy. there's no rhyme or reason, but it happens. It's stupid ego trips. But more, more than likely. Yeah. We did have one, one night we had a, an artist had a, had a back to back. Um, and the night before, one of the photographers, not in our group, uh, broke the rules and the tour caught them. So the next night, the artist came out and did the first three songs by himself with a single spotlight, and that was it. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine why we don't want to break the rules. We're yeah. specific about what we do. Exactly. Well, when we come to town, I'll let you break all the rules. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. So let's let's talk about that for security purposes uh, from the security perspective of having photographers and all these people coming in and wanting to be close to the stage or all that stuff. How do you handle that stuff? It's one of those things where I mean you have to do a proper advance, and it helps that you have if you have great security there, like almost like a good barricade supervisor. And if the house photographers are usually 
nine times out of ten, they know how to wrangle the right people, where to bring them out, where to, where to bring them out of the barricade, make sure they all have the right credentials. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff where you're kind of like, you're always kind of cognizant of a photographer shooting the band, but someone's coming over the barricade with their feet out kicking, or they're throwing beer, or you look down. I mean, I try to make sure all the barricade pieces are taped over so you don't get your hands pinched, but I've been there too where photographers are leaning against it. The barricade kind of goes up and down, their hand gets pinched, and then there's mm. just a lot of... It helps when you have good photographers like you guys at the Guilford venue that know what they're doing. Like, you guys are the boss there. Like, you know, you control it. If something doesn't look right, you guys are probably going to handle it make sure it gets fixed. Yeah, they definitely but, do have good security up there. There's no question. Yeah, no, they're, they're great. And so you guys are great. But where it gets to issues is the festivals, like you guys kind of talked about before, where you'll have the normal radio, you'll have all the bands people you have the sponsor whether it's monster photographers and then the sponsor of other photographers and then some bands will do these shoot a band for three first three songs they're usually a super fan with a point shoot that has no idea what's going on <laughs> and so we did that one run i know sanji had to kind of monitor these people because they have they're just super fans and they get in the way now if you get in the way of sanji's shoot i know you get in the way of the professional shooters there too it's one of those things where you got to kind of pull people aside like hey this is like this is this is fun for you right now but this is still someone's job like you're still in someone's world right now and they're really good at their job so let them do their job while having fun but you know what just kind of show some class here so yeah, exactly there's been a couple of times where we've had Sanjay will grab me, but hey, can we get this guy out of here? Or a, a bad guy will point and say, hey, do you know this photographer? Why is he still in the pit? And you're going to go down and make sure. And they're like, well, he's a sponsor. And he's like, like you gotta, you, you, if, you, if you're a good communicator, there's usually no issues. I've never had an issue. I mean, there's been a couple of people, I know Sanjay knows, where quote unquote famous touring photographers, I'm like, you guys are clowns. Like, you need to just get out of your own way. Like, you're garbage. Mm-hmm. And so that, that kind of hurts in festivals, but. Sanji is great in the barricade, and again, when it helps working with great house photographers and staff, like that, that's the world right there. Oh, yeah. So, Sanjay, specifically for you, every, I mean, for us, every show is the same setup in regards to the equipment and the layout and stuff like that, but you, for you, is, is it the same every night, or is it completely different? It's pretty much the same every night. I mean, all the lights <clears throat> with the Shinedown, though, they'll, they'll throw a couple different songs in there and switch up the set in the middle for like an acoustic song or something like that. But 99% of the time from beginning to end, it's the same set. And is it the same sort of stage layout with the same barricade? Exactly the same. Okay. I mean, it, it kind of depends on the venue. John would know more about this too, because you do more with the venue work like that. But I mean, there's some venues that there's no barricade. There, there's literally no barricade. It's right up there. Mostly the, the outdoor amphitheaters. There's yeah. Where I'm trying to think of the one that, New Jersey. Those, I, those Iowa State Fairs, your stage yep. is 10 feet up, but oh, right. everyone else is literally in the middle of a cow field or a rodeo, and there's different uh, – yeah. the, the state, we might have a B stage, or the guys might walk out to different parts of the arena or amphitheater with different stage lighting and stage plotting. I mean, Guilford's very narrow, so we just usually walk out probably like the section above the front of the house and do that little B stage thing. But, uh, yeah, it's never really an issue, per se. I remember the Guilford venue. It's uh, You go, at least in the back, you go up those stairs to the loading dock area. You go back yep. down, and then to get on deck, it's just straight out through those doors. But The wooden gate. The front, yep. You go through that wooden gate, and then it's like you have all this space. You go down those few steps, 
And I mean, that venue is set up so well. It's just beautifully done. It makes it easy. Like, John, see me. There's been some nights in, like, Europe where there is zero way to get to the photo pit. Like, you oh, you have to go through the crowd to go just like you would anywhere to the actual or jump off the stage before the band and walks that, up before the pyro hit. You're like, God, man, I got to jump down 12 feet. There's no one. So it's just, it's just chaos. Some of those places are a joke. Yeah, Jeez. there's some venues where John see me and I just see him laughing. I'm running after the song cuts and it goes black. He, he can see me because he's on deck and he just sees me kind of run and just drop down. So it's like I can <laughs> get out there. Cause, and then to get back up, it's like I got to hop on something just between songs to get back up, get to my gear because it's like, I don't want to carry my entire set, all my stuff down there, believe it. So it's like to switch lenses and stuff. Hey, some of those venues, you got to really prepare for like how you want to shoot, where you want to shoot and what you're going to take mm-hmm. down there. Cause it's like, you're down there for five songs and it's all going to look the same from the same focal length. If that's what you're doing. Interesting. What equipment are you using? What's your preferred uh, equipment? Right here. Just happened to be there. This is a Canon. Uh, 5D Mark IV. Nice. And this nice, is bud. Yeah, Sigma 35 on that right now. I was doing some portraits of uh, my family, and honestly, I go between the Sigma 35 and I think, oh, it's too far, uh, my Canon 135, man. That is my, that is my, everyone asks if what's what's your go-to lens, and that is it. Hmm. The 135 to me for portraits for concert shots, for, for a lot of things, that's what I'll use. And then every now and then I'll actually use, which people, I've talked with some photographers, they're like, you do what? I'll take my uh, 100 mil macro and I'll shoot live shows with a macro. Hmm. And it's like some of the stuff you get, it's, it's hard because obviously you guys know with macros, the, the focusing time can take a bit. So it's like, yep. you've got to kind of get it focused first let it sit and wait for your shot. And then when you actually get the shot, the amount of detail that comes out of a macro lens for a concert is unbelievable. It's yeah. super cool, but That's it's awesome. just something different. And I'm always trying to figure things out, make it look different. Now you used to be Sony, right? Did you just recently switch or are you just back and forth? I only use Sony for video. I tried oh, okay, Sony right. for photo and I didn't like, I didn't like shooting. And it's like, it just wasn't, it didn't feel like a camera to me. And I mean, I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to work with it. But right now I have the Sony a7S II. And I mean, that's perfect for video. But for any sort of photo, I use the Canon. I use a 360 cam. And I actually, I don't know if you guys have heard of this company. I've seen so many commercials. It's called Prism Lens Effects. Yep. Yep. So I got one of these that I started to use for video work. And it's actually... It's pretty cool, man. It's I'm stoked to use it at a concert, see what I can come up with. Sort of like a kaleidoscope sort of style yeah. look. And I was really? shooting stuff at home, and it just gives it a really cool look, like just something different. It's like photos are great, but if you're utilizing it in video, like I could have 10 of John's heads just kind of floating around, and everyone wants that. What was the name of that thing again? It's called Prism Lens Effects. Okay. And they got some pretty cool stuff, and it's like, for video, I also use Blackmagic. They sent me out a camera, and I've used that a lot. And, I mean, that, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture that you get on it. 
I'm a Black Magic user as well. I haven't. I used to have the Black Magic pocket. I can tell. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so let's talk and, and uh, go ahead, Steve. Sorry, go ahead. I, I wanted to ask about when the venue stuff. When you guys talked about, you know, and I hate to sound like you know I'm I'm and I'm drinking the company Kool Aid, but we we hear a lot about how great our venue is. Guys are on stage talking about it. Anybody we talk in the industry, they all say the same thing. When you guys get your tour, do you look and say, all right, I'm looking forward to this show, to this venue, to this venue, and I'm dreading going to this one, this one, and this one? Um, if when it comes to – I'm not – so part of my head, I'm like these are – I'm looking at what city or venue is going to be the most difficult work, whether pre- previous times being there – how the police, how's the local staff, how's backstage, how's catering, everything like that kind of goes in my head. For me, Guilford is, and I would put that top 10 venues in the world. I mean, some of those venues on that list are in Switzerland, like Italy, but for Guilford, United States, outside Red Rocks, maybe the Gorge and uh, Washington and yeah. a couple other boutique kind of venues, that, that's, that everything is done right there. It's run by great people. They get what both the fans and the artists want, and I couldn't think of a better type of combo like that. We have a ton of fun every time we go there. Yeah, I love me, if, I, any, if we have to go to Manchester, I'm kind of pissed, but yeah. Guilford's, Guilford's all right. If we have to go to London, I'm not a happy person. Yeah, we don't want so, Sanjay, do you have a specific venue that you think visually is uh, your favorite sort of place to shoot? Oh, man. I mean, I can't really think of anything just because venue-wise, like, they're an amphitheater. An amphitheater is an amphitheater. Right. And then there's uh, arenas, but it's like arenas are arenas. Like, once you're, once the stage is set up and once the band has all their bells and whistle, it's going to be the same show. It, it's, that's why a lot of people they'll request certain prints from certain venues. And it's like, even for me, if I didn't have them labeled, it's like, I would never know because the show is the show. That's what right. people are looking at. But as far as like venues to be at, I'd have to say your venues up there, man, it is one of the top venues. I always have fun there. I always cruise around. I have a thing called a one wheel. And I cruise on my one wheel all the time. Is that like a little motorized thing that you can you know? glide on? And I'll yeah. that's, what he, that's what he wrote going by me talking shit. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just for the record, John was not paid for that plug for Guilford, but thank you, John. I appreciate that. And I'm <laughs> sure RJ will be too. You guys do have a great, uh, like I said, it's about the people. And uh, you guys definitely, I. I, I love when, hey, we go to Guilford. Perfect. Can we do two nights there? Even better. Like, yeah, stuff like that. Like, it's just great. Cool. It feels like a home away from home. I grew up in Massachusetts. I live in Massachusetts. So I, I consider that kind of like a hometown show for me. And I love it. Yeah. yeah a, a, lot of, a lot of artists do do the two nights yeah. stays every year. Like Zach Brown, for example, every year you can, you can schedule your watch to it. It's a two night show. Yeah. Every year. It's great. God, I love Zach Brown. Still an artist I've never been able to catch yet. Zach Brown. They're very good. I've uh, I've seen them thirteen times. I can't tell you how many times I've shot them. It's ridiculous. I that's that's a job. If I, you talked about how you how you get into video and get into job, 
Andy Sapp's job's the one I'm looking for, so I'm I'm just waiting for him to go off and do his own thing, so I can send in my resume. But uh, <laughs> it's cool to hear about our venue. We we hear it all the time, and and you kind of go, yeah, we know how great we are, blah blah blah. And then you guys go, yeah, it's you guys, Red Rocks, and maybe one other. That's just there amazing. Glenn's oh. shot. Oh, nice. I, I have to brag about that. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, we uh-huh. did uh, one of that was one of our previous episodes. We talked about some of yeah. our favorite shots, and Zach Brown is always in the favorite shots list. Basically, oh, yeah. I think if you guys got complacent, always hearing the good stuff and stuff would slip. I think they'll see people would kind of tell you, but man, I've been going there through the last five years, and I it gets better every time. And so you guys don't actually get complacent, which is a lot of times you'd be like, "Oh, this festival is great," and then you go come back two years later, it's like. Well, it's the same people. Why did well? They probably rest on their laurels, or they skip something, or they don't give a shit anymore. But you guys are you guys are always top notch. It's still growing too. They're continually building. Yeah, now, I got a question for you actually. For this, has you have you ever uh, have you ever come across like fake photo passes? Because in the industry, you're not supposed to take photos of photo passes and put them online anywhere, and you're not supposed to take photos of your tour passes and put them online because you know, John will tell you it's a, that's a big security issue. Cause right. I mean, we will, we will color code stuff. So it's always changing per se, but they'll, they'll, I mean, I, we get a lot of fake passes when it comes to VIP or they'll take a, like a picture of the, and like it's not the security's fault because they're looking at a thousand things and it may look like our pass, but it's just like the picture of a concert photo for the venue. It's covered in Sarad wrap or really bullshit a laminating job and they'll be like trying to get through the different gates and stuff but usually Sanjay's pretty good because he knows too um if because I know before the show hey we got nine local photographers they're being escorted by the communications guy or girl they're gonna come in the left barricade they're gonna leave the right barricade I know there's nine people now if there's a special request for an opening band to have someone friend or whatever I don't care I don't care if the our band adds someone as long as we have an account if it looks like there's more people in there I'm going to be like, well, let's, hey, let's find out who's not supposed to be in here. Or if it's someone that looks like there's not a lot of people in here, I'm going to be like, well, where's the communication breakdown? We're supposed to have nine people. Why is there only five? Because now I'm worried that these publications or house photographers would be like, well, the band just, they're going to do some bad type of like smear campaign. Like, oh, the band kicked us out. They'll let us shoot. And so I'm always cognizant of that. Nice. Interesting. So I'd like to kind of get a uh, sort of an insight to when you guys got started when you first started touring and you're, you know, novice and not really sure how things work, what was that like on your very first tour? Um, for me, I kind of came from the government. So I, I did that last campaign with Obama and I was only home 30 days that year. Wow. And so I kind of went, I, I was already kind of like, I'm ready to go on the road. Like I had just gone through a divorce. Like I, the road doesn't bother me. Where it gets kind of crazy is when you like, yeah, I've seen so many people like, oh, I want to go on the road, but they get out there the first week, they're like, man, that was a bumpy road. Oh, it's 6 a.m., we're up early, or we got to do a border crossing, or three shows in a row, or this festival has, is flooding, and there's no electricity or Wi-Fi. And it's like you see that type of mental thing kind of affect people and their job, so you see people fail there. But for me, being on the road, there's no – I miss it. I mean, obviously now everything was kind of crazy, but – it's you just kind of as long as you have the, the right headspace. When you no matter what city you're in, whatever venue, you just kind of treat your day as be better than the day before. Do your job, and that's it. Yeah. How about you, Sanjay? Uh, 
when I first started touring, it was about a week worth of like actually touring, touring. I did some week stints with some warp tour bands and did stuff like that. But it's like just getting into the flow. And then once I started to tour, God, we were gone nine months. And then that was one year. And then another year I was gone eight months. And it's like, once you break through that, for me personally, it's a creative thing where it's like, all right, the first few shows, I got to figure out what I'm going to do, how I'm going to flow, what's it going to be. And then from there, you just kind of get into this, this flow of Groundhog's Day, but always trying to come up with new creative content. And when I was with Asking, that was, there was one tour we did with Black Veil, Bar- Black Veil Brides and Asking. And I did a video a day for that tour. So I was trying to come up with it. Uh, mind you, they're not full music videos, but like something, uh, Instagram video for a minute, but still to cut a minute worth of video, that takes time. It's and not stills just at the same together. time. And stills at the same time. Wow. I was doing a video a day and it's like, by the end of that one, it was kind of, I was sitting there going, Hey Ben, I'm, I'm out of ideas right now. Like I gotta, it, that got, that got hard, but once you get into the flow, like with the Shinedown camp, we kind of have a good flow of the kind of content we need. Like I said, I work with a girl named Morgan, who's awesome, and we kind of chat back and forth on different kind of content ideas. But a lot of the times, it's like once you get in that flow, it touring's fun, man. I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss seeing friends like John. I miss my tour family. Speaking of that, speaking of the Vance tour, the Vance tour stuff. How bad is it as a photographer to shoot parking lot festivals? That was hard, especially in July and the dust and the heat and oh, the just man. oh god. I I mean I I've never been with an artist where I have to be in the barricade or at one of those. I've done, I I usually work with those type of bands that do that type of tour, um, or that type of music I should say. And uh, you you always when you go see visit friends who are working and you look out on the barricade, you're like, man, some of those photographers are literally getting the shit kicked out of them. It's just like that that heat, the dust. I can only imagine the amount of damage to your gear. Like I yeah. I would hate to be a photographer for any of those outdoor festivals like that. Especially will, that parking lot dust bowl stuff. I will say this though, some of the stuff I've done it for Shinedown too. I did it for asking. Um a place that sticks out to me was Switzerland. Um oh, Greenfield Festival. Greenfield, yes. Yep. Um a lot of the times I'm one of the kind of people that's like, I'm not just gonna shoot the show from on deck or shoot the show um from the from the pit i end up half the time i'm in i i walk in the crowd and i'm standing in the middle of a a circle pit and it's like that's where i'm gonna get some amazing shots and i have and i remember that like it started raining at greenfield it was sprinkling there was it was on a massive grass field so there's dust being kicked up and i remember looking at my gear after going i hope this shit was worth it and then the content that i got i was like that was worth it man so Things like that, like Warp Tour. Sometimes I used to go out, but Mayhem Festival. Yep, all those. Like you go, get out of the barricade, man. Go stand in the middle of the pit. Like hold your camera up above you and go. Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Until you get to the center, and the second people see you with a camera dead center in a circle pit, you're gonna get some of the best content ever because they go nuts, man. They that's why they're there. They want to see their favorite band and they want to. They want to just express how excited they are, and they go they go crazy on camera. But yeah, going back to you, John, where it's dirty cameras and shooting in a parking lot. Uh, like, sometimes it's worth it, where you get some really cool stuff, and sometimes 
you leave a you leave a really good camera lens in Europe, like I did. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give it back to you next year. Thanks. That, that's a we, tough uh, swallow. You know, it's funny you talk about leaving a camera lens. I had a, a show where I forget who it was, but I had just come from a NASCAR race in victory, and I opened my camera gear up, and it oh. is covered in Coca-Cola from getting sprayed on from being in victory lane. I looked at it and went, oh, my God. And then oh. I kind of, what's all over your stuff? I'm like, yeah, it's Coke from the wind down at the, down in Loudon. So when we talk about being out in uh, the parking lots, these guys will tell you, we're out in the parking lots every show. Oh, because you guys do the fan stuff too. So you do they allow tailgating at Guilford? Yeah. I never, I've never been out there for that. Well, oh, yeah. officially, I will tell you no. <laughs> right, uh, but okay, so you can at least get some good stuff out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I will yeah, say yeah. this though. One thing I learned gear wise is I had stuff spilled all over like a backpack that I took, and I ended up switching to uh, a Pelican. And that was the greatest thing I've ever done is get custom foam inside a Pelican and then it just shuts. And no matter what, like it's safe, at least it's safe. John knows he'll walk by and he's like, Hey, I shut your Pelican just cause someone was throwing something or there was beer flying or something like that. But I highly suggest anybody out there go with Pelican. Yeah. I've got one sitting behind me. Yeah, they are good. It'll save your gear. Yep. What do you guys do to keep healthy on the road? Um, for me, catering's always been like, I'm not a big eater. I know Sanjay kind of jokes about it. Like I, I don't, I never eat breakfast. I hate it. I, if, I don't usually eat lunch, but I usually don't eat dinner. So I try to make something in between because of VIP showtime and like all the stuff we have to do during the day. I'm kind of like, kind of picking. I and wish I could say that, man. I'm, I'm an eater. <laughs> but, uh, drinking lots of water. And now I'm getting like the best shape of my life, just staying active and, Eating well, trying to get as much sleep as possible. Um, and then I'm running around too all the time. I'm usually running around with Brent or the guys when they, throughout the day. And then obviously during the show, we go through the crowd and stuff. So you're always on your toes there. But we're a pretty healthy – like Sanjay and I, were, we're in the office usually together at the venues. And I remember we would drink a lot of soda in the beginning, like 2018, where now we're usually drinking water. like water or like lattes with no sugar or like – almond milk it's so like it's weird how as you start touring with somebody you just kind of see their eating habits and how they start to change with because if you eat like shit your whole day and oh. then you tour and then whatever like i you're just gonna you're gonna run yourself ragged health is so important to there's Gil- one gilford gilford treats you right though I yeah i can't i mean i would good eat 35 lobster rolls i don't care yeah exactly <laughs> i remember we did it didn't last long i don't remember where it was hershey pa with a John candy? and I, yeah, John and I, we put a sign on the door, and it was if you enter the room. Do you remember that? If you enter the room, you do ten push-ups, ten sit-ups, ten something. And we we're going to start changing each day. It lasted two days, but we try to, we try to do things like that. Like I used to. There was one tour where I worked out with the guys for a little bit, and it's like I'll do that. But I find myself, I'll always eat catering, but it's not a ton. It's like I'll have little. I'll just snack through the day. That's the hard thing with catering. It's like you find yourself just kind of snacking through the day, but it's actually, I tend to lose weight on tour and then gain weight at home. But now I've just been working out like crazy on this quarantine. So it's like I've got a whole new mindset of what I need to do, what I need to do to maintain it. You inspired me. I needed that. 
Yeah, that's the problem with house <laughs> photographers. The food is always, it's like, there's always delicious food and we're always like, all right, we'll bring a big bag of M&Ms or we'll all just hang out, <laughs> edit photos and stuff like that. And then you're like, damn, man, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> or if we're out in the tailgates, I mean, you talk about some oh, of right. these. Oh, yeah. The, tail, the food is amazing. Yeah. Right. It's like world-class barbecue. Have another piece. All right, I guess I will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll be walking out there with your camera and like, we're the house photographer. We're just going to get everyone having a good time. And sure enough, they're like, hey, dude, have some, here's a beer. Here's a beer. Yeah, you know, here's yeah. a whatever. And like, awesome. thanks, man. I'm all set. Thanks. Right. <laughs> Slip a cup. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, um, uh, what was I going to ask? Hold on. Oh, oh, okay. So, so can you each take us through what a day in the life of your current tour would have been or what it is when you're on your last tour what was the day what what do you do for um, so assuming we have the show day before and we're going into another show day so say we're in uh, massachusetts we're going up to guilford show day i'll wake up around six or so in the morning usually when the bus gets out I'll just wake up my bunk i won't wake up until or get out of there it's probably till eight or nine because the trucks have to unload my road case isn't unpacked yet so i can't start doing passes and all that i've already advanced the show six months out I've already been texting the day before with a security supervisor um, who, or, or whoever the contact is for the venue. So, hey, if you need me, um, come to my office or that type of thing. The guys will wake up one by one. Everyone has different routines, what they do. They, some people eat early. Some people don't eat at all. Some people do a single workout. They might work out together. And then that goes into VIP. And then after VIP, if there's radio meet and greets, there's pictures for that. And then it's the slow build up to the show time, like an hour out. They start getting ready and focused and their pre-show stuff. And so the whole day, I'm just kind of, I'm there, I'm there literally from first one in, first one out, up there with the production manager, stage manager, tour manager, and just kind of the stuff comes and goes. And then as you do it that day, you're advancing and helping get ready for the next show get ready for the hotel check-ins, if we have anything day off planned. So there's a lot that kind of goes into um, my side of the house. But just like anyone else on the tour, you're, whatever your niche is or whatever your, your job is, you're, you just got to do it. And then Sanjay's got a very – he's just crazy too because it's always just editing and you have to worry about editing the previous night while getting ready for the current show. So I don't, that, that mental thing he goes through, like I kind of would burn me out, but he's able to do it. Yeah. You also forgot we have like 17 lattes a day. Yeah, the, the coffee is nonstop. I'm, I'm not going to – the cappuccinos. The but. cappuccinos that John and I have consistently, even if there's not a cappuccino machine, we'll have one. We'll figure it out. We'll froth milk somehow. We'll do it. Right. But for me, I wake up. I'm not really like a – I know some people can sleep till. God, 11 on no, the bus. No, I can't. Get up and live. Yep, get up. I'll wake up. I'll grab my gear. Uh, typically go into the venue, kind of see where I'm going to be that day as far as, like, rooms go. I'll look for security or the media sign, get in there. I'll wait for my case, and I'm waiting for my case. I'll probably grab a coffee with John, and then after that, that's when my day starts. My case comes in. I'll start setting up. <clears throat> and then... I'll start looking at the previous night stuff. And in my head, I always want to go, I always remember the previous night. Like if there was a really cool moment or something I caught on video, it's like, I want to get to that first and I'll edit that. And then I'll kind of look at it. And I typically do video 
and then knock out photo, but there's been times where it's like, I'll flip-flop it just so I can get the photos out of the way because I know I really want to do something awesome with this video and it's going to take me some time, but I'll work for a few hours, go grab lunch or something. It's like, it's just my day, my whole day is basically editing mixed with running out for VIP with John and the guys coming back and editing, going out and shooting some photos of that present day show of like the setup and this and that coming back editing the night before still. And it's like with certain bands, it was like I said, a video each day. So it's like I'd focus on the night before with these guys. I'll do a video every few days because I really want it to stand out and be different. So I'm focused on getting new shots of that current day, but still kind of going through the list of everything I need to get done. And then meet and greets, like I said, we'll hit that. Sometimes I'll edit up some of those meet and greets right away. If not, I have a folder that I'll just kind of let those sit and I'll get to those as I, as I get some of the main stuff I need done. And then showtime, everything kind of right about an hour before, I'll start packing down some of my stuff because I know it's just going to be after showtime. It's like, get stuff done. I used to edit stuff after the show, but sometimes you just need that after that whole day of editing the night before. I'll shoot the show and then I'll pack it up. Unless there's something like super important or that one thing that... That spontaneous thing that was captured. Exactly. Right. That, that someone that the guys want to push out or myself that it's like, holy shit, like I cannot believe I got that. That was awesome. One that we just did, uh, Madrid, Spain. They started to chant the ole ole. Like, it was really cool. It was just something that you don't get. So it's like I went back and I edited those that night, like that whole video, so we could push it out just so it was like, hey, thank you. Thank you, Spain. It was just – it was really cool. But typically I'd shut down everything after showtime and shoot the show. And then after that it's kind of pack up and just – decompress, relax, wake up the next morning, coffee, do it all over again. Now, creativity-wise, you guys shoot, obviously, many nights in a row. It's the same show day, night after night, correct? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Creativity-wise, you have to kind of switch gears, yes? Oh, yeah. Uh, how do you do that with the same kind of show every night and pick and choose what you want to do to be different from the previous night? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I scream a lot near John he knows this I just get sometimes it's just like I don't know what to do and there's been times where even I've talked with Barry and I'm just like this is near the end of the tour and I'm like I don't know what I'm just right let's put a GoPro in your dreads or let's get like writer's block or something like that yeah exactly man and it happens all the time but it's like I started to do something where it's like, I'm going to shoot half the show with this focal length and I'm going to shoot angles that I've never done. I, okay. Shit. I broke my ankle running up and then I was walking back down and I was um, pushed and I, yeah, John pushed me. I slipped on a wet, one of those plastic wet stairs and I came down, broke my ankle, but it's like, I, the only reason I was back there is because I was trying something different. Like instead of just always being in the front, like I was going up to the very top of this arena that it's like a 20,000 person target center. center. Yep. Target center to get that shot. And it's like, to be creative, I started to really think what's going to be the best thing. And it was changing my focal length, changing from, I'm only going to shoot wide angle this show, or I'm going to shoot wide angle, or I'm going to shoot a, uh, 
I'm sorry, not wide angle. Um, my macro. I'm going to try and shoot my macro this show and see what I can get. I'm going to lay down on the side of the stage where no one can see me and see if I can get a cool shot from there. It's like creativity. That's cool because you, just, you have the versatility to do that where we don't. Right. You know? And that's where I'm very grateful and lucky that it's like I got this chance to do this because it gives me it gives my creative ability chance to just kind of do it, see what you can come up with, run up nice. on the riser for the song they do get up where everyone has their lighters up. And it's like, it's just, it's beautiful to see, but it's like, how do you change that every night? So some nights I'll go below the riser. Some it's just different angles. And yeah, yeah. I've talked with John, John's given me ideas before on how to shoot things like, Hey, try this, try this. Why don't you do this? And he, sometimes John asks me questions because he's genuinely curious. Like, why don't you do it this way? And it's like, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I'm going to try it. And sometimes it turns out really cool. And that's how we learn from each other too. I mean, we got a group of guys here that are very talented and Eric, this other guy, Eric's got a different angle of how he edits and Steve as well. And Jason, obviously he's, he's really taken off for a guy being oh, with yeah. us for one year. He's f fabulous. Oh, um, wow. You know, I hand, we got to hand it to him. Um, you know, when we learn from each other, it's, it's a really cool little atmosphere. That's awesome. Yeah. So let me, so, so Sanjay, so when, for me, I don't know if maybe this is, or maybe we all go through this. When you edit the day before or the night before, and then you look at them again in the morning, are you like, what was I thinking sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. I, sometimes I find I, I have, like, yeah. Huh. What was I, I doing? sometimes find I, I'll, I'll undo something and I just did last, the night before because I thought it looked cool. And I'm like, now what what's going on here? I, I completely see it differently now. Do you yep. you know, or just the opposite? You look at another photo and say, "Hey, that's that's a killer photo." Right. I never thought I would have gotten that. Right. There right. are some shots where because John knows, man. It's like sometimes I'll run up to him on stage because he'll always be on stage. Good old John, just standing kind of monitoring everybody and everything. The, the going Secret on. Service pose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, four ear pieces. I'll walk up and I'll be like look and he's like that's badass and it's like i know i got a shot because i don't shoot and look shoot and look like i you don't have time for that you just kind of have to shoot 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 kind of look and go oh shit i'm running a little hot i need to dial this back and then yeah. shoot again and it's like this little motion right here has become my best friend of really getting the right shots at the right time but there's times where i'll run up to john and be like check this out he's like that's shit and it's like <laughs> all right cool but then there's times where he's like, that is a badass shot, man. And it's like, that, that's, that's the cool. thing you want to get. But it's, yeah, there's definitely been nights where I'll shoot with me the next morning. I'll look at it and go, oh, man, that was, that was a bad night. I got like five shots out of an hour show. This is, yeah, this sucks. But then there's nights where it's like, I just have an overflow of awesome stuff and it's like this worked out it's a great night that's cool i got a lot of content to push out so when, when it comes to us having all this downtime from touring do you guys have any other projects you're working on that you could you're interested in sharing or anything like that uh i've been doing porn no i'm kidding uh <laughs> Gotta make that uh, money somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. I'm into it. Uh, no, like for me, I've been. We've uh, with my company. This downtime has actually been great. Like we, our touring side per se, is obviously slowed down. But 
the estate security and other aspects of what we do has been booming. And we're actually about to launch a training academy in Florida. And then hopefully next year, one in California, and then the year after that, one in uh, Kentucky and New York. And so there's been a lot of like this creative outlets kind of been so like kind of for me writing ideas down or I usually never go on podcasts or talk. I've done 10 of them now and it's kind of refreshing to kind of hear other professionals like you guys kind of talk about Eurocraft because now I'm going to be thinking here tonight like, well, maybe that house, maybe those photographers are on to something with this idea or and so it's just the creative aspect of the shutdown is probably a benefit I don't think a lot of people are appreciating right now and the idea of not creating content and improving yourself each day because once this world opens up again and it's gonna tenfold you're either gonna be ready to go or you're gonna be kicked sucking dust so I, I want to be ready for, I want to be ready for that yeah that's a good point sucking you get stale sitting dust. around and it's like oh, no like people are like oh this sucks I wish I was touring well man get creative Think, figure something out I know yeah. Sanjay Yes, his photography, like his concert stuff, but some of his landscape photos are like I've got, I've actually got a fondness with my Fuji camera, just doing long, like, view landscape stuff, just putts around. But, like, I, I'm no way my photographer. For me, it's more like a, a creative outlet just to kind of focus on that part of the brain. But I'm still creating content and having fun, doing stupid videos, or just, I mean, I, I hate the idea of just sitting around feeling sorry for yourself and, humans in general like do something about it like you're good just stop being stupid jump on a podcast like this jump on that's exactly why we're here thanks to no, jason and it, it's great because you guys are doing you guys there's not a lot of industry these type of pod i did one last week for roadie roadie free radio great another, another great one larry billboard great but there's not a lot of these type of outlets for touring people and so for me, it's like I wish more people, and I hope you guys get to talk to everyone. And like I, I would love to send more people your way just to hang, hang out with you guys. This is such a cool thing to, to do. It's great. Thank you guys are onto something awesome with us. Thank you very much. Thanks. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, Sanjay, how about you? What, anything you can talk about that you're working on? Um, during all this, like being off tour, I've been doing stuff still with Shinedown. Like I'm still doing content for them. We have uh, we have some big video stuff coming out soon, and then Smith and Myers, uh, Zach and Brent's side project, they're doing something, and I was in Malibu with them for a bit, uh, filming, and so I'm working on some stuff with that too. And then even when I'm in town, uh, the station 98 KUPD, I've worked with them for many years. They're the biggest rock station in Arizona, and. Actually, the guys in Shinedown are quite fond of them. They're, it's a great station, and I've done video work and photo work with them for years. But then I started to get on with their 2060 digital team. So it's like every now and then I'll get a call, hey, this lawyer needs a video. Hey, this furniture store needs a video. Yeah, some of your ad work is like, dude, this is like a music video that you're selling mattresses. Like, this is yeah. badass. <laughs> I the want flames that coming out behind yeah, the mattresses. Yeah, I, I want 10 mattresses. <laughs> I'll I'll keep busy with stuff like that too, where I'll do advertising stuff while I'm in town and not touring. So I've stayed pretty busy. I've been trying to get more into portraits, honestly, just like of myself, my family, my friends, like just kind of getting my editing skills down, like just, just a different look. Keeping the knife sharp. 
Thank you. And going back to John, I forgot that you got that Fuji and it's like I've seen your stuff coming out and you you are a photographer. Like it's good shit. Like you're putting out Yeah, I mean stuff I, I mean I, like. I, it's I awesome. yeah, it's weird too, because I'm like I'm like I've started to edit stuff or like I try not to use, I try not to make the picture fake in the sense of if it's a bad picture, I'm just gonna either throw the camera in the trash or just throw <laughs> delete the print. But for me, it's it's cool seeing those different programs now. I, I'm always asking Sanjay, "Hey, is this a good editing app?" Or it's just kind of cool what you could do to like really, like help, like really just create like awesome pictures. And that gets expensive for us for us if we're throwing. Oh them in yeah, the trash. I remember we went out with Barry. It was in Canada. We hiked up that mountain. Yeah, no, it that's was just where, that's where those days off are great. Oh yeah, that's where a lot of those nature photos that uh, you have, Jason, that you were showing earlier. That's where a lot of those came from. Was just a the day Alaska State Fair. We did the uh, hike on the glacier. Yep. Dude, that stuff for days off is it's great. Hey, thanks for watching part one of our episode with Sanjay and John. You can catch more episodes on talesfromthepit.net. And if you have questions, email us at nhconcertphotogs at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.